Yes, welcome back. It is the return of the Downtime Dad podcast, season number two, or reboot, or something to that effect. I got myself and Chris here. Chris, say hello. Hello. So we've been on a bit of a, I don't know, prolonged winter break. Um, a little hiatus. Yeah, it's a little uh, R&R. Um, back into uh, the COVID world, back in the year 2020, where things were really, really bad. Um, but we're back. We, we've, we, uh, a relaunch of sorts after the first uh, couple of episodes. Well, what we have? Seven? I think we had seven episodes. I think so, yeah. Where we range from all kinds of topics. Uh, I, th- I think, you know, it's going to be more of the same, maybe a little bit more centered. I, I, I don't know. We haven't really decided yet, but we, we're, uh, we're happy to be uh, recording again and something we're hoping to be able to do regularly um, now that we're in a new year. Uh, so a lot has happened since September. I mean, other than, you know, some politics, but yeah, <laughs> a lot has happened. Um, new president, new year, new hope, new, uh, new everything, I guess. Um, some of the same old shit still dealing with COVID and, but at least there's a possible, you know, solution with the vaccines and all that. But as teachers, we're still waiting. But anyway, Chris, so, uh, anything new with you? Um, Nothing new, uh, well, nothing much anyway. Um, however, little interesting note, I did get an EpiPen uh, in case I have an allergic reaction to the vaccine. Um, that was pretty interesting to find out that I needed to have an EpiPen on hand for both doses. Oh, uh, really? When, when we are able to get it. Um you and I have talked before. Both of my kids have life-threatening food allergies. My only allergies are to medicines. And there has been a spike in reactions to some of the vaccines because of allergies. I'm not scared about it. I plan on getting the vaccine. Um, it's just it was interesting. My doctor needed to give me the EpiPen. And my daughter, she's three. She was very excited that I had one just like hers. So they're sitting on the uh, refrigerator together and in a little carrying case side by side. There you go. Um, We had to quarantine my class. I know your class ended up having to as well. Um, Had to get a test done. I know you, you know, had to do that as well. Where did you get yours done? Uh, fuck. I don't, I don't remember the name of the place, but, uh, it was through quest laboratory, but it was, the name of the place was like health something or another. Um, it was all right. I mean, I didn't like it. Like nobody likes getting shit shoved up their nose, but, um, did, did you have to do it yourself? No, <laughs> I had to go. So, so I had to call. So I had to do fucking like jump through a few hoops before I even got the appointment. So I called the day that we were told that we had to quarantine. I called the place and made an appointment for the next day. And then I had to wait for a nurse. Actually, I went online, made the appointment. So then I had to wait for them to call me to verify. And they're, you know, they do like a phone interview. Um, 
and then then they send me or they give me a Zoom link to meet with a uh, I don't know if it was a doctor, a nurse, nurse practitioner. I don't know who the hell they were, but some guy, lab tech probably. Um, so I had a Zoom meet with him, and then we, took, you know, they did the interview. Asked, you know, why do I think I need tested, whatever. Um, and it was determined that I needed to wait five days to get tested because, um, if you know, because of false negatives, false positives, whatever. So. I ended up having to reschedule for a Sunday morning, and then I went, I went to the 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 place, and it was basically like an empty, um, empty hall next to a Wendy's. Like it was just like an empty storefront next to a Wendy's, and um, they had like different sections set up. So you go there, they have you call this number to let them know that you're there, um, and then when it's your turn, they basically call you say all right we're ready and then you go to the door they let you in um it was just me and one other person i think they were doing two people at a time and then they came they swabbed my nostrils each nostril twice and i got my rapid results back in 15 minutes i just had to go wait out in the car and then they gave me the rapid results the you know the paper for it so i could use it for work and then they said it'd be a few days. I think it was like for the other results. I, f- I forget what it's called, but the one that's a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, I. So I ended up having to do a drive-through test site. Like McDonald's. And essentially, yeah. It it was a pop-up test site. There were two lanes. One lane was for people that didn't have appointments. And one was for people who had appointments. I, like you, called my doctor first to see what the protocol was for getting a test done at the facility I go to. And nobody called me back. I heard back from them the week after I got my test results back. And they asked about scheduling a test um, that week. And I said, well, I, I already got it done. So I ended up having to do the test myself and I ended up having to do it twice because the first time I didn't go in far enough into my nostril. And then when I did and my eyes watered up and my face sort of made a, I cringed the, (laughs) the tester was like, yep. Okay. That's it right there. And then I, handed it off and i think it was two days or maybe three days i had the results back yeah, but yeah it, was, it was something like that i think i think mine was i, I had done a sunday got it back on a thursday um i know i got it back on a wednesday no because i came into school on wednesday so i did it the sunday then we were out that whole week yeah and then i came back on a wednesday so i must have got my results tuesday I, and I just did I did remote class from school on Wednesday because my my wife and my son are both home remote every Wednesday um, from their school, so that made it nearly impossible for me to teach class unless I wanted to lock myself in the basement where I'm currently at. Right, and it's not comfortable down here. Um, uh, now, what do you what do you think of? Um, I know last year we sort of got thrown into you know, the, the remote 
teaching um, thing, and it was a bit hectic and a bit chaotic, but then it sort of smoothed itself out for us anyway. Yeah. I can't speak for all places, but for us anyway, you know, we have a relatively smaller student body and staff. So we're, we're pretty good with that stuff. Um, the thing that's killing me is I have kids that are just not showing up and then I'm getting angry emails and it's, I'm like I, I can't force them to turn their Chromebook on. I right. mean, I had one kid fall asleep in the middle of a lesson because he was still in bed, and I was like, "Okay, you showed up. That's your attendance for the day." <laughs> what What else are we supposed to do? Yeah. I can see I can see him semi asleep on the computer, and I'm just like, "Okay, he came, he participated a little bit, and then he took a nap." Like that's they- what it's all about, right? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because um, I have a bunch of kids. None of them want to show themselves on cameras, but they show up. And it's it's not all of them participate. Like, I have a couple kids that participate and are on camera. But for the most part, they show up. Um, I can't tell if they're there unless they're typing in chat. And when I go, okay, that was interesting. Does anybody have a comment? And they're just like, nothing, like crickets. And it then it ends up being the same two out of ten kids uh, participating in class, and um, sounds like our staff meetings. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm one of those people <laughs> that's really quiet during staff meetings, but um, it just it, it's hard. I I get it, I guess, because I don't. In a way, I can relate to not really wanting to be doing work at home. I mean, I don't, I try as hard as I can not to like take IEPs home or the progress notes or grading or anything like that unless it's like crunch time and I really need to get it done. But for the most part, I, I mean, I, I can relate to the kids not wanting to participate, but I've also find that the kids that don't participate online are also the ones that don't really participate in school either. Um, but you know, I got to give them credit whether you, you know, they're showing up, which is, you know, the hardest part. Yeah. And right. then the the you know whether I know they're there or not that's you know that's up to me to come up with a way to you know feel them out if it means calling people's names out or something then that's what I need to do but yeah I mean remote sucks it's awful it's awful for teachers it's awful for kids and uh, you know we're the adults in the room literally so I mean it's just up to us to kind of steer the ship and I think I think that's the hard part is. You're basically uh, with remote learning, and this is kind of a bad analogy, but you're basically uh, on a sinking ship, and you gotta keep it afloat. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's really uh, a good one to use, but um, if you think about it, I mean, a lot of a lot of our our population of kids, whether it's behavioral or ASD or whatever, they're uh, they're at our school for a reason, and some of that is just you know the isolation can kill kids. Literally, yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a it's a careful balance. So when it comes to like attendance and stuff, I mean, there's a, some leniency that I guess can be there. There's even some len- leniency you could have with uh, the schoolwork. I just I when I when we do remote, I just try to make it a little bit simpler. Um, you know, I don't know shorter assignments, shorter class times. 
I think my average class time was, you know, 20, 30 minutes instead of the usual 45, 50 minutes. Um, right. That, yeah, that's exactly what we did. We, I based our schedule off of the an early release day and classes ran for 30 to 35 minutes and 20 minutes of that was actual work or as much as we could get done in that 20 minutes and then 10 to 15 minutes was for discussion purposes. Yeah. I mean, what kills me is that, that people that aren't familiar, like I had somebody actually say like, how was your vacation? <laughs> I didn't have vacation. I got quarantined. Right. I was fucking working. Um, right. I still was responsible for maintaining the school schedule and, you know, you know, planning and all that stuff. I was just doing it at home in my sweatpants and a t-shirt. That's the difference. But, you know, I, I still followed a, a pretty good schedule. I responded to parents' emails. I responded to work emails. No, let me let me ask you. Are you one of those guys, and I think I know the answer to this question, but are you one of those people that you have to get dressed in, like you're going to work in order to be able to work from home because you have to be in that mindset? Now, if you think back, to last year and all of the staff meetings we had and the amount of people that dressed as if they were going into the office for the day in those meetings, I was showing up in Batman masks and Patriots hats. Like I took it as I had fun with it. Other people, I don't think they had that much fun. They showed up in jackets and ties. Uh, to be honest with you, I literally wore sweatshirts, basketball shorts, and sweatpants, and my flip-flops. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... That's... I didn't wear, you know, like, I'm not sitting there in freaking boxer shorts, you know, in, in, a, in a wife beater, but uh, I, w- I was comfortable. If I had, if, if for some reason I had to do, like, an IEP meeting remotely or whatever, I put on a nice shirt and make sure I had pants on just in case I had to get up. But for the most, you, you know... I would have shorts on if I wasn't wearing pants, but if I'm in a meeting, I don't want to get up and have like a polo shirt on, (laughs) have a polo shirt on with some fucking uh, Nike basketball shorts or some workout pants. Like I, I, like I put jeans or pair of khakis on or something for a meeting, but if you know, it's, it's casual and you know, you got to make it as bearable as possible. I honestly don't think I put a collared shirt on for until summer school started in July. So from March, what, 15th of last year until July, no collared shirt. I wore collared shirts for that month of summer school. And then I didn't put one on until school started again. <laughs> and when I'm home, I'm not wearing a collared shirt. Like, that's just not. No, nah, I that's mean, not my thing. I just. Like I said, I, like I, the only time I ever like dress professionally while remote is if I had a meeting, and I, even during like staff meetings, I didn't. I you know I wore a sweatshirt or t shirt. Honestly, I wore I wore sweatshirts throughout all of my IEP meetings. Maybe I'm just an unprofessional person. Oh, I don't know, but it, I mean, you, you, everybody's different. Like I, like you'll see. On a day where I have an IEP meeting at school, I tend not to wear jeans. 
Like I wear like khakis or some type of nicer nicer pants. But um, when I'm not at school, I mean, when I'm at school and I don't have meetings, I uh, dress a little bit more casual. Like I wear, you know, Super Mario Brothers t-shirt or whatever. But, I mean, it just, I don't know, depends on the situation. But, yeah, during during uh, remote, I, I didn't, like, dress. I, like, I knew, like, one of the counselors last year used to wear a shirt and tie every day. Yeah. Even, yeah, even yeah. though he was sitting at his table, but uh, right. I didn't really, you know, I teach his own. I mean, if, if if you need to feel like you're you're at work while you're at home, so you could do work, then that's 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 you. I've always been kind of, and this is horrible to say, but I've always been kind of a uh, uh, slacker slash like like I don't know, maybe a hustler. Like I I, I um. I've always been the type of person who can just, you know, kind of just jump in and wing everything. So, and I'm not saying I don't plan, but I don't really need to feel ready to work to do work if I need to. Right. Do work. No, I, I 100% agree with you in, in that regard. Like it was, what was it? Jay-Z said, I'm a hustler, baby. I think that was, that's me. I'm a hustler. Well, I mean, a hustler who wears Nike basketball shorts, right? Hell yeah. Well, not even Nike. I, I do Old Navy. I can't afford Nike, man. I'm a teacher. I can't afford to pay $40 for basketball shorts. That's ridiculous. You got to get them on sale. Get them at TJ Maxx. Oh, JCPenney, man. That's the place to go. I can't believe there's still... Have you been uh, to what used to be uh, the mall? <laughs> Like, Which one? The one in Kingston. Honestly, I've been there. I think it's called Independence Mall now. You know what the funny thing is? It was called is, Independence though, Mall. Is when I was a when I was a kid, probably like fourteen or fifteen. My cousin lived around that area, and we used to take the commuter rail over to that mall because there's a stop right behind the mall. And we used to go there all the time, and it was always packed. I remember they had a store that did custom car parts, like detailing, all kinds of stuff. You go there now, and there's just tumbleweeds rolling through the thing. It's even worse now because they ripped off the entire section of the building of the mall that used to be Sears, and it's basically just a construction site. It's all fenced up. It's all dirt and, and just construction vehicles. We were there yesterday. To, we stopped at Target there. But, like, it's just a, a, a huge construction zone. I don't know what they're doing with that area. I'm guessing parking lot. But um, you go in the building, and it's basically just there's a fucking uh, escape room thing there now. There's a gym. I think it's called Fitness Factory. There's the Target. There's still the movie theater. There's a Macy's. There's a bunch of little weird restaurants, food court, um, Newberry Comics, and then a bunch of random stores. There's also a bowling alley and uh, one of those Billy B's jungle gym places and a laser yeah. tag thing. It's all like, like, um, just entertainment shit like that. But mm. I I haven't been there in a long time and. Same thing with like the the Hanover Mall. They they did away with a lot of that too. Oh yeah, 
Hanover Mall, the back end. We were up that way too a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, the back end's all tore up. The left side, yeah. like every everything. But yeah, Sears is no more. I mean, they they they're gone. Um. So they just they just ripped that whole side of the building off, and they were they were working hard, just a big pile of dirt. But it's, it's all weird. It's, I mean, that's just the way we're going. So I I, I say that because you mentioned J C Penney's, and I'm just surprised that J C Penney's hasn't gone that way. Well, they did. They shut down quite a few stores due to COVID and due to lack of basically people going and shopping there. But they kept the one in town open and they ran a whole bunch of deals and stuff on like you you go in and you get a like a polo sweater normally $85 and they're like yeah it's 30 bucks today like oh okay i'll grab two of them yeah i used um, to, i used to shop there all the time i just i don't know I, I i spend a lot of money at old navy just because old navy cash and whatnot like i yeah that, yeah i mean it's a you know it's a somebody used to i think it was uh somebody used to know used to call it a scam like the the super cash. Well, it's the same thing with like the Coles cash. Right. We, if you spend a hundred dollars, we'll give you ten dollars cash that you can use only in our store. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you have to use it between this day and this day, or else it expires. Right. So we have we have super cash that starts tomorrow. So we're going to use it to buy Jake some pants, I think. But it's um. That's where I get. That's where I go. I've been. I haven't been to J.C. Penney's in a while, but I, I used to go there a lot. Last time I went there, they didn't really have anything good on sale, so I I didn't buy anything. But um, I can't stand Kohl's. Half the stuff that they have there doesn't it doesn't fit right. Right. Like I'm an extra large guy, so I get an extra large shirt. It fits like a a large, sometimes a medium, especially after you wash it. Yeah, so, yeah. That's the that's the one thing about J.C. Penney is they have big they have like tall shirts so like they fit better than like the big shirts they don't look baggy they don't look like you're the the sleeves aren't down to your wrist when you buy a bigger shirt yeah um so that's the that's my like go-to place if that place were not a business i don't know what i'd do i'd have to buy all my clothes from amazon yeah, I mean that's the thing that sucks. A lot of these uh, businesses are going, uh, you know, businesses have been around for decades, like Sears, and you know, someday we're probably gonna say, "Oh, do you guys remember J.C. Penney's? Do you remember the Sears catalog? Oh yeah, every Christmas. Every. Christmas. I mean, a company that's been around for over a hundred years, and because they were Sears and Roebuck, and then. They dropped the Roebuck and just became just were just Sears. Yeah, they were like, uh, weren't they? They were like eighteen hundreds. They started no. Yeah, yeah, somewhere like late eighteen hundreds. Didn't they start somewhere around the Civil War? Some something around there, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's the way things are. I mean, just a, I I can't imagine how many um, major chains are suffering now. 
but more importantly, like a lot of the like independently owned stuff too is that COVID's killing companies, killing the mom and pops. I mean, it doesn't really, you know, help the fact that we had uh, an inept leader in the White House. So hopefully the the new one does better. But um, you know, that's about as political as I want to get right now. But yeah, that's. I think that's enough politics for the episode. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to get into that. I mean, we all have yeah, our own. Founded in 1893 in Chicago, Sears was. Yeah, I knew it was sometime before World War One. I. I remember. I. I remember. Uh, it came up in his, U.S. history. Yeah. Sears and Roebuck. The the they they invented the catalog. I think. So what else is new? Um, I've been personally, I've been hooked on the new HBO Max streaming service, and I love it. And the stuff they have on it is so good. Plus, the deal they made with Warner Brothers for the movie releases is fantastic. Oh and yeah! I'm more than happy to pay for that. I wish Netflix would do something similar and give me content that I actually want to watch. I don't know. I, I, I have HBO max. I have Disney plus I have Netflix. I have Hulu. And honestly, I have at least one or two shows I watch or, you know, movies I watch on all of them. Um, but I think HBO max and Disney plus knock it out of the park. I, I mean, I, yeah. I like, I like Netflix. There's some original stuff that's really good on there, especially their documentaries are some of the best produced, I used to think HBO was the top dog when it came to documentaries or PBS, but um, Netflix is really good with their documentaries, especially if you like to watch, uh, you know, the crime stuff. But yeah, I mean, there's tons of options out there. I think uh, I've been, I've been uh, watching a couple of things. Like I've been rewatching how I met your mother. Cause I don't know, bored. Um, and you want to see how he met their mother again. Uh, I've, I, I've rewatched I have a question the, about that show. I have a question. Sure. Why is Ted an adult in the show, and yet when he gets older, he's Bob Saget's voice? I I never understood that either, because any any time they flash forward, whether it was. Uh, it's still Ted. It's still Ted, and it's not Bob Saget. But I don't know. I, I I don't. I never understood that either. I will tell you that um, some of the as I as I've been rewatching, I think I'm on like season four. This is probably my fourth or fifth uh, rewatch of the entire series. Um, but as I watch it, there's so much stuff that they have on there that they couldn't have on a TV show that airs on on like regular television um it's the same thing if you go back and watch friends but like every i mean there's so much stuff on there that people would you know because you know we're all a bunch of snowflakes and we melt at anything that we don't agree with and that i <laughs> i really think that uh that a lot of the stuff that they have on how i met your mother uh a lot of the jokes and the gags couldn't fly today because everybody's too sensitive. But, I mean, a lot of it's understandable. But anyway, so I, I, I was watching that, 
And that's basically, so I always have a show that I watch at night and, and I tend to watch the same stuff depending on what time of year it is. Like summer is always the office. Like I always rewatch the office every summer. I've done it every summer for the last five years. Um, uh, community. I usually watch during the spring. Uh, before that I was watching, I think South park or, um, family guy. I can't remember. And then how I met your mother's apparently my winter show. Cause I just kind of moved through the cycle. Also, um, parks and rec. So I moved through the cycle of those shows. Um, Right now, I'm on How I Met Your Mother, and like I said, I'm like, I just got past the part where Ted almost got married, but then she decided that she wanted to go back with her um, Taekwondo instructor husband, or boyfriend, and get married to him instead, who is the father of her daughter. It's uh, What's-Her-Face from uh, Scrubs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm at that point now. But there's a lot of, like, running gags in that show that are really great, like the, the whole slap slap uh slap fest or slaps giving slap yeah um the, the slaps giving yeah slaps giving yeah uh there's the the doppelgangers um there's there's so many and barney's fucking hilarious and i think the wasn't wasn't ted's doppelganger a, a wrestler like a luchador yeah, yeah. um uh I, I can't remember who um, who Barney's was. I think Barney was his own doppelganger. He like made him up. I can't remember. I, I haven't got to him yet. But uh, I think Barney's hilarious for a few reasons. Like he's this in the show. He's like this womanizing um, man who's kind of full of himself. And it's never really clear what he does for a job. He works for a uh, like a global bank but it uh, there's really like no clear indication what he does well that that's exactly like with boomhauer and king of the hill and it wasn't until the series finale episode when boomhauer drops the u.s marshal's badge on his dresser that you're like that's what he does for a living like boomhauer of all people is a u.s marshal that's funny i never really or it was a, a texas ranger badge i think actually The other thing about Barney is, I mean, Neil Patrick Harris was always really funny, really talented. I remember watching him Doogie Howser. But, like, I mean, he's gay. In real life, he's gay. He's he's happily married, has a husband. He's got kids. Um, So, and and not that that matters, but I just think think it's kind of like, it's it's funny that he plays this, like, womanizing character where he's just, like, this really down-to-earth, nice guy. Um, it's just, it's, it's kind of, uh, um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like the exact opposite of who he is. And I think it's, and he does it so well. Well, he, he got the role for how I met your mother because of Harold and Kumar. Oh, right. I forgot he was in that, but yeah, he's exactly the same in Harold and Kumar. Right. The exact, just more drugs involved in the Harold and Kumar movie but he got the that part because he played that part or that person persona so well that they were like absolutely we can throw this guy into a show yeah and then um so other than that i mean i'm watching wandavision which is 
by far my favorite Marvel show. Um, well, my favorite Marvel thing recently since probably Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I liked all the Marvel movies, but WandaVision really has like, I it, it's such a good show. Like, I'm not going to spoil any of it if you haven't seen it or, you know, anybody listening to this hasn't seen it. But um, it's so many, like, twists and turns in this last week's episode. Well, this week's episode was just awesome. But it confirms some of the rumors that uh, are some of the theories about what's going on. They confirmed at least one of them this week. Nice. So it was. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. I've been um, I've been watching Titans. I'm on the second season on the, the tail end of that. Um, overall, pretty good. I thought the first season was good. Second season is a bit forced and a bit rushed in character development. No, not character development. In introducing new characters yeah. and leaving character arcs, just cutting them off. Um, but hopefully if there's a season three, that'll get better. I the, don't the best show that I've watched so far. I watched the entire thing in probably both seasons in a week, um, is warrior on HBO max. And if you, if you're a fan of Deadwood, the wild west show, uh, that HBO did, and a fan of the Kung Fu series, what it was supposed to be, this is exactly what that should have been when Bruce Lee introduced the show to Hollywood. Um, It's absolutely phenomenal. However, like Game of Thrones, there is some, not that I'm against gratuitous nudity, but... I'm all for it. In in some parts, like when people are talking and then someone new just enters the room, it doesn't really serve a, a purpose. Um, That's just there, HBO there is, in general. There is some some of that, but I mean, story wise, and it it's it's fantastic because it's two groups of people who. So you have the the Irish immigrants who emigrated to the U.S., fought in the Civil War establishing themselves in San Francisco. And then you have the Chinese migrants who were brought here to build the railroads and basically treated like less than second-class citizens as property, slaves, things like that. And they are going at each other. And then you have the people who were born in San Francisco which would be the um, Americans and they're all fighting is this like triangular warfare. Uh, it's fan- fantastic. Yeah. I'll have to check it out at some point. I spend most of my free time playing video games. I usually watch shows in the morning cause I'm usually up an hour and a half to two hours for anybody else. Or I watch them when I get home from work because I'm home by myself for an hour and a half. So yeah. That's usually my show time, but most of, most of the time, I'm in front of my TV downstairs playing Xbox, um, which is turning into uh, a great place to be. I just got a new TV yesterday, the fancy uh, 120 hertz for the Xbox Series X, 
still trying to get that PlayStation Five, so hopefully that'll happen soon. But yeah, I I gave up on the the hunt for the Xbox. I'm just gonna wait until June and then I'll pick one up then. Yeah, I mean they should. I there's there's a lot of stuff out there um, that I've read where it's it's the estimated time where they're like widely available in stores is April. So it's possible that uh, at least Sony says that they're going to just flood the stores with uh, with um, PS5s in April. I'm hoping to get the digital PS5, but at this point, I'll just take what I can get. My brother, he 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 got a PS5 a little, I think a week and a half, two weeks ago. Maybe a little bit longer than that. But he, uh, he decided to start looking on eBay for one and found one that was overpriced, but not unreasonably like some of them going for as much as a thousand dollars but he found yeah. one for six hundred fifty dollars including shipping um went ahead and, and bit the bullet paid 150 dollars extra i won't do that i no. don't i don't want to give people that scalp um things like that and and you know use bots or whatever the hell you use to do to buy mass amounts of those things I won't give them any extra money for that. I hope they sit no, on all of them. I hope that I, I hope they lose more money. It's just like those assholes that were out there during COVID buying up all the fucking hand sanitizer and toilet paper. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but you know, some of those people uh some of those people got um busted and uh, you know, had to their, their stuff got confiscated. There was a guy, I want to say in Georgia, somewhere down south, who went around at the beginning of COVID to all of the like dollar stores, all of the Dollar Trees, and just bought all the hand sanitizer. I remember seeing this uh, on uh, on the news, and he was interviewed, but he had just a garage full of like hand sanitizer, paper towels, like all the stuff, and then was selling it on. I think Amazon and eBay and Facebook Marketplace, you know, for, you know, as much as 150 to 200% markup. So a five ounce bottle of fucking hand sanitizer that he got at dollar store for a, a dollar. He was selling for like four bucks and he ended up just getting stuck with all of this hand sanitizer. So now he's like giving it away because, and donating it to, uh, nursing homes or he was donating it and giving it away because he couldn't sell it um so he was just sitting on it and then he, he when they were interviewing him he was like he's trying to pretend like he was this good guy but he was fuck he bought all the fucking hand sanitizer to make a, a quick buck so right i'm glad that he fucking did that and i hope i hope he doesn't write it off in taxes and sits on that shit because that and that's what I hope happens to PS5 scalpers. I mean, if you're going to be a dick and you're going to buy 12 PS5s to prevent people from getting them that want them to use, not sell, and then try to sell it for fucking eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars, then you're an asshole. I'm all for a free market, but that's just ridiculous. Well, that that's capitalism at its finest. Oh, I know. We teach we teach supply and demand. Supply the supply's really low, demand's really high, prices go up. So I mean it's 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 just an asshole thing to do, but you know, I, you know, if people want to make quick buck, they're just not gonna make it for me. Right. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm 
I, I, I'm very happy that I was able to secure Xbox Series X the day it released at Target through the app. And I've had no pro issues with it. It's been pretty good. It keeps getting better with every update. I got I finally got a TV that can run it based on uh, see to really see what it can do. And I can't wait till they start releasing a little bit better games that are yeah. released directly for it. See what see what it can do. But I mean, I, I got it took me a little while to set everything up. But once I got that thing set up, I fired up Apex, and man, what a huge fucking difference between you know. And, and I had a four four K HDR TV down here, but um, with the, the just better picture, the the frame rate, everything just looks so crisp, so clean. It's just um, amazing. So now I'm just waiting PS Five, so I can play Spider Man and. Demon Souls and the New Horizon game when that comes out, you know that's my goal. But other than well, that, I've been uh, my new hobby is uh, building a gym in my house, so I've been doing that. Put a lot of money into that over the course of the last couple of months. Yeah, I've just been going to the regular gym. Yeah, I canceled my membership there finally after not going for like four months. But that's how how those gyms operate anyway. Right. They they price it so low. They know they're going to get their money either way, whether you're there or not. And uh, yeah, so. But and that's another thing people are doing. Uh, they're buying up all the fucking gym shit, all the cheap like weights at Walmart, and then selling them for fucking twice what they're selling them for at Walmart. Uh, going to Dick's and buying all this. I got lucky. I showed up at Dick's one day looking for a Olympic weight bench, and they had one left, and I bought it. I did the same thing with the Olympic weight set with the barbell. Ordered it, went and picked it up. Um, just been slowly buying stuff. But one of the things that we got, my wife and I got, uh, it was actually our anniversary slash Christmas gift, was uh, Fight Camp. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. But it's basically just... Uh, you uh, you get uh, boxing gloves, a tracker, trackers for the your wrist, quick wraps, a heavy bag, and you pay. It's kind of like Peloton, but boxing. You pay like forty dollars a month, to and you have access to all these classes. And so far, it's it's pretty good. I like it a lot. I we I use it just about every day. I didn't do it today, but um, just about every day. And most of the workouts are fifteen to thirty minutes long. And it feels like, like a 15-minute workout feels like you've been at it for an hour sometimes because you throw, I throw on average about eight to 900 punches in 15 minutes. It's a pretty good workout. Think you're going to throw your uh, hat in the ring with Floyd? I might. Make quick, quick, uh, quick bucks. <laughs> you know who I really want to fight is that if, if I could pick and just train for is that fucking Paul kid. Oh yeah, such a douchebag! I'd punch him <laughs> right in the fucking face. <laughs> Especially if I and but I I watched some videos of him that uh, of him boxing. He he legit fucking trained. Um, didn't he, he? Isn't he trying to book a fight to fight Floyd? Yeah, well, both of them I think eventually 
one of them is gonna was gonna fight him. Something happened with that. So then Floyd saying, "I'll fight the the other brother." Um, but I mean, they they moved. One of them moved out of California to focus on boxing, and he's also trying to start a thing with McGregor. Like he wants to fight McGregor. Oh, Conor but, McGregor would eat him for lunch. He he put up thirty million and said sign the contract and we'll fight. And then he went after McGregor's wife and uh, attacked McGregor's uh, sparring partner with water balloons and stuff. So yeah, they he's really trying to get him involved in in booking this this fight, but I don't see it happening no, at all. Those guys are fucking douchebags. I feel like they'll do uh, they'll do anything to make money, even if it means getting their ass kicked. I mean, kind of. Well, I mean, that's how Jackass made a bunch of money. Yeah, but they're firing people too. So yeah, why they fire? What's his face for? So, I from what I read is that there were stipulations for him to be in the movie. He had to adhere to a treatment program, which. His substance abuse, he's documented it throughout the years, and it's gotten pretty heavy in the last, like, five or so years. Um, and his substance use is is causing him to spiral out of control. And they would test him daily to see if he had any, I think it's alcohol, if he was drinking or anything. And he was angry because nobody else was doing it um he also had to meet with uh therapists like weekly or something through the studio because to treat uh mental health issues i think i think it's manic i think he's manic bipolar jesus um which with drinking you you know is obviously a horrible thing um and he wasn't meeting what the studio wanted him to do like their requirements so they let him go wow so then he put out a video pretty it was sad actually you know he was drinking and he was you know I helped make this series into what it is, and now they're getting rid of me. I, if I could get ten million fans to send me one dollar, I would make a video, a movie that's way better than whatever the shit they're putting out. And I mean, the guy's really reaching; like he he needs help. Over and the, I mean, they the studio did what they could to protect the product. More so than like the person. Yeah, I mean that. That's sad, but like substance abuse, a, a bunch of those guys were having issues with it. So, I mean, it's it's sad. I did see that though, and was was curious. I, I was gonna actually look it up. I saw it this morning. I just didn't get a chance to read about it. Just uh, as we get ready to wrap this up, I was just thinking. Uh, there's so much stuff coming out in the next uh, couple of months. I know March in particular. I'm thinking about all the all the cool shit coming coming out as far as uh, HBO Max. Um, what is there anything you're really looking forward to? Any kind of video games or you know magic stuff or any of that stuff? 
Yeah, you know, there there are a few things. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, CD Projekt Red fixing Cyberpunk. I'm really looking forward to the revisit to Innistrad later in the year uh, for Magic. They're going to put out two separate sets, one devoted to werewolves and one devoted to vampires, which seems it seems like it'll be really interesting as far as games go resident evil 8 looks really good looks really cool and honestly i'm a sucker for you know video game movies and the new mortal Kombat looks unreal i'm a big fan of the original movie but this one looks like it could hold its own against a classic Oh man, that trailer's fucking beautiful. I was I watched it yesterday during dinner with some dirty looks headed my way from my wife, but uh, so good. Yeah, and I remember the original uh, Mortal Kombat, and uh, I saw I was living in St. Louis at the time, and I saw that in theaters three times, the first one, and then it got kind of weird after that. But yeah, it looks. It, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I think that's that comes out in April. Um, I'm really excited about the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League um, cut. Um, I read recently that they really only reshot one scene. Um, the rest of it is just made of uh, the rest of the four hours is just made up of things that got cut after Zack Snyder left some of his 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 original footage, and I'm hopeful that it kind of redeems that movie a little bit. Because the original movie, um, I didn't mind it. I thought it was good, but I, it wasn't great, and it didn't really do any favors. Uh, it, well, it, it left more questions than answers. Especially with the villain they chose. I mean, okay, you chose Steppenwolf. Like, okay, great. But realistically, if you wanted it to be really good, you should have just gone right to dark side. I mean, there isn't a right. buildup like Marvel has where, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy builds up to Thanos. You, you got to just throw dark side into it right off the bat and see how that goes. And then later on down the line, you know, throw in the obscure villain. Hmm. But yeah, I, I am looking forward to that. That, that one, well, I think it'll pique my interest a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, yeah, Godzilla versus King Kong looks like that's going to be good too. Yeah. So March is going to be a good month. I know my, uh, I was not really. I didn't watch the Nintendo Direct thing that was yesterday, but they made some announcements there. I was really excited to see Mario Golf um, is making a return. Because I really enjoy that, and my son's really excited about it. Also, that always makes it good. Um, so, those are just a couple things down the road. I mean, like I said, PS Five, hopefully sometime soon. Because I really, really, really want to play the new Spider-Man game. I know I could get it for PS Four, but I just think it's it was made for PS Five. So I just think that's where what I have to do. Um, I did. So I don't know. Are you familiar with Kickstarter at all? Yeah. So, uh, last year during the initial uh, 
phase of uh, the lock, you know, when we were all remote and whatnot, I, I started like, uh, I downloaded the Kickstarter app, just started like perusing Kickstarter. Um, and, you know, I'm a big board game guy, so it's just mostly just that stuff. And I especially like tabletop, like miniatures and, you know, that kind of thing. But so last year I, I, I did my uh, first Kickstarter and it was successful and I bought, you know, I got a bunch of the, they do like incentives, at, you know, milestones where they, something gets unlocked if they raise a certain amount of money. Um, and it's called uh, Catapult Kingdoms. Well, delivery is on its way um, and it got delayed uh, because of COVID. They had to shut down one of the shipping yards or whatever, wherever it was coming from. Um, but that's supposed to be here too this spring. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then um, I I actually uh, signed up for another Kickstarter. I, I don't know if you heard of the uh, the game Zombicide. No. So Zombicide is this uh, com- uh, cooperative survival board game uh, where you're you pick a survivor, and you know each survivor has their own abilities and things that they do. You have to find equipment. And you basically got to survive zombie hordes. I have the uh, the original Zombicide game. It is really, really fun. Um, and it's just like miniatures. And you have these tiles where you put together like the scenario. Um, so the, the recent Kickstarter is Zombicide, but in the Wild West. So oh, wow. it just went live. And I'll, I'll send you pictures of it. Um, it just went live yesterday. It's already raised 600% above their goal. Uh, there's already been a bunch of, um, um, Kickstarter exclusive, uh, unlocks. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So I'm backing that it's, it's already, uh, successful. It, the campaign closes in I think 20 days and, uh, then it, then it's estimated deliveries March of next year. So the one downside to Kickstarter is most of that stuff you have to wait a buttload of time for. But yeah. the upside is you get like so much extra shit. Like you could definitely wait till retail to buy them and just pay whatever retail is. But you don't get like the Kickstarter exclusive unlocks or like the sometimes they do like an early bird um, special where if you sign up. Uh, within like the first 48 hours it's a little bit cheaper to get whatever it is so um that's my new hobby i think i've always collected board games and buy board games but i think kickstarter is like my new thing so yeah that's that i'm looking forward to also um and i'm really looking forward to winter being gone (laughs) as i look outside and it's currently snowing uh, yeah, but I am so glad I don't live in the Midwest or in Texas right now. I feel really yeah. bad. I have family that live in Texas and, and they're, you know, some of them, I think most people, I, well, I don't know that, but I know a lot of the people that didn't have power got power back. But I mean, there's so many people really like suffering down there. So that really sucks. But, well, I mean, any time without power is, you know, 
is awful, but I mean, an extended period of time, I think the majority of the people were out of power for what, five days? At least. And in, in, in some cases, like below, well below freezing temperatures. And I mean, there was a few years ago where we, where we had like three or four power lines fall right down the street from us and uh, knocked our power out for a week. We tried to tough it out the first couple of days, but when it was apparent that we weren't going to uh, get power back, uh, we ended up at somebody's house sleeping on a couch with just me, my wife, and a dog. Thank God he didn't have a baby then. Right. <laughs> but our house fell well below 50 degrees, and it was so cold you couldn't even be in there with the power being out. And I think temperatures are probably in the high 20s, low 30s at that time. But, I mean, we're talking about temperatures in Texas in the teens and single digits. And there's just people, I, I, I don't know, last estimate I heard people had died from this terrible storm that ripped through the south um, was like 39, but I think there's been more since then. So it's pretty bad. Like, I, I do see a lot of uh, charities and donations going out and people donating money. Um, hopefully they solve the whatever their infrastructure issue is with electricity and all that stuff because, um, you know, a lot of those south, south southern states aren't prepared for a winter storm like we are up here. Like, right. uh, my friend who lives, one of my friends who lived down in, uh, I, I don't know where she, she and her husband live, but she said she posted a picture of the snow outside and said she doesn't even think Texas has snow plows. <laughs> like, that's that's how, how often they get fucking blizzards. So, I mean, we're in New England, you know, we might lose power for a couple of days, but you know we'll go outside and shovel a sidewalk in in shorts and t shirt. Well, at least right. I, at least I will. Well, that's the. I remember I was coming back from leave. I was going back uh, to Fort Carson, and I had a layover in Atlanta, and there was an ice storm in Atlanta, and it shut the airport down for two days. Yeah, Logan, you, you get a foot of snow on the tarmac and they're out there with the broom sweeping it off. Right. Planes are taking off. And that's a, I mean, I got an extra two days home on leave, which was nice, but then I got chewed out when I got back because they thought I just missed my plane. Yeah. I mean, so I, I had to have the airline call my, my first sergeant and explain that they had shut the airport in Atlanta down. So I didn't have a connecting flight. So. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I, I, I really hope that, that, you know, you know so far the family that I have living there and, and the, the friends I have living down there um, are doing good and they're surviving. And some of them even made it to, like, you know, somebody else's house and staying there until their power is back on. But, I mean, so many people are suffering. And, and it, it really is a failure of the, the leadership in that, in that state um, in large quantities. Well, yeah, I mean, when you have one guy who decides to go to Cancun, you know, just take a little vacation while the state's suffering, um, that's, you know, that's what you get. Yeah, well, that's I mean, it's, I, I mean it's extremely unfortunate, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it really sucks. But like I said, I mean, in the Northeast, we're, we're, we're kind of used to this kind of weather and. Um, we're, we're equipped to deal with it. And I could see like down, down in the Southern States and places like Texas that don't normally see this type of stuff. I could see why 
it's such the disaster that it is. And it really is kind of, this is serious and hopefully, uh, you know, the federal government steps in and helps out as well. Um, I know there's a lot of charities and GoFundMes all over the place for it. So, um, you know, hopefully it all, you know, people, uh, get the help that they need down there. Yeah. So on that note, kind of a gloomy way to end it, but, uh, I'm glad that we, uh, got together tonight. We recorded our first episode of season two. Um, we'll get that out and, uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to, you know, pick things up where we left off. Um, as always, I am your, um, master. No, I am the host. That was, that was creepy. That was creepy. I am your it's master. Not, it's not like some weird BDSM like, <laughs> podcast. It's that's yeah. not what this dynamic is. You will bow down to me, Lord. Right. I don't even. Yeah, I can't Lord even really Farquaad. give. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Farquaad. I couldn't even really <laughs> give myself a cool name. So don't. Right. I, I'm not. So, I'm not worthy of your praise. But anyway. I, I am uh, Mark with my co-host, Chris. Talk to you soon.